You can do anything you want in this lifetime. Give yourself permission to unapologetically be the main character and create an extraordinary life full of joy, adventure, and purpose. Because this is what you truly deserve. With love, Susie. Hey, High Achiever, I'm Susie, your podcast host and founder of the Female Leadership Collective. At the Collective, we celebrate women breaking free from the path that society created for them and using their gifts towards making a huge impact in the world and carving their own freedom-based lives. In each episode on this show, I'll be interviewing women who, like me, ditched their impressive careers at some of the world's most powerful companies and boldly stepped out to create their own brands, businesses, cultures, and teams. Hear from women who are at the cutting edge of redefining what it means to be a successful female leader in business. You'll learn how they did it and actionable takeaways on how you can implement their strategies to own your vision, courageously go after it and flourish in your life and business. I left my career at the world's largest investment bank over five years ago, moved to tropical paradise and built my own online business. It wasn't easy, but wow, was it worth it. Now I mentor other female leaders to launch and scale their own online businesses and step into their true paths of freedom. I'm looking for two high achieving women ready to launch an impactful offer and scale their online businesses to consistent 5k months. So if you're ready for a consistent flow of dream client leads, stripe notifications whilst you sleep, more free time to do things that you love and dream clients who love you. And finally, a business that you're proud of. You know that you need an effective sales strategy that converts, not just any sales strategy, a conscious, considered, put together sales strategy that actually converts your dream clients and an automated lead generation funnel so that clients are coming into you even whilst you sleep. And killer messaging that actually attracts in your dream client. Honestly, messaging can be the difference between selling nothing and selling out your programs. Also, someone to confide in and learn from, a mentor who has been there before, and rock solid systems, structure, and automations whipping your business into shape. You want results like Emily, who had a 30K launch of her brand new course. My client, Nikki, who had her first 20K month after we worked on refining her offer messaging. And my client, Nergis, who had a 5K week after following my sales call formula. I currently have two spots open to work one-to-one with me. And one-to-one is my most intimate business coaching program and reserved only for women who are absolutely ready to take strategies and actually do the work. The results are available for you as long as you do the work. If you're ready to win more clients, step into the mindset of a confident salesperson and build a sales strategy that generates leads on autopilot. Tap the link in the show notes to book your Scaling for Growth call with me. And on the Scaling for Growth call, we are going to dive into your current situation and all your desires in your business and where you want to get to. And I'm going to give you some insights on how you can get there. And we'll also assess whether we're a match for each other to work together. So tap the link in the show notes if you want to take one of those spots. 
So this week I have on the lovely Susanna Riker. She is also a business coach and we delve into her story about how she left her advertising career, built an online business and became a digital nomad. We actually have very spookily similar backgrounds and stories and stuff. So it's really fun. And we chat all about a lot of tips for people who are kind of just starting out in business. And we we draw on Susanna's experiences around this and how she helps her clients navigate some of this. And we just kind of dive deep onto all things mindset and coming up with business ideas and structures and things like that. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. We also chat about van life. She, I was so impressed by her van on her Instagram. So cool. So we chat about that as well. And I, I just know you're going to love this episode. Welcome, Suzanne. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, and we've done we've done a podcast swap, which is really, really exciting. I'm I can't wait to delve into everything of how you uh left corporate, how you built your business, van life, all of these things. I can't wait. So can you just go? I'll I'll, I'll hand it over to you to just introduce yourself to the listeners first off. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show as well. And I love doing podcast swaps. <laughs> and oh. I love how we have so much in common, right? So um, I'm sure this is going to be an amazing conversation. So yeah, my name is Susanna Riker. I'm originally from Germany. Then I moved to Bali, became a yoga teacher and started my business um, helping Yoga teachers, healers, coaches, other wellness entrepreneurs build a profitable online business selling online courses. Amazing. And your name, I didn't realize your pronunciation is Susanna as well. I'm Susanna <laughs> as well. It's so funny. Susie. It's so weird always with the English speaking yeah. <laughs> people, they can't say the E at the end. So yeah. it's, I, I don't really like Susan. So yeah, I thought about changing it actually to Susanna to put an A at the end. But now I'm kind of just like, whatever, I don't really care how you pronounce it. Yeah, we have, even have the same name. We've got so much in common. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so... Um, Let's start at the start. I would love to, because on this podcast, I love to share how people, uh, where people started in terms of their corporate careers and the moment they kind of realized that this wasn't for them because a lot of my audience is still in corporate jobs. So it can be really inspiring to hear about these amazing businesses that people have built, but also at the same time, it can just feel like such a big jump, right? When you're still in it, still in that job. So walk us through that time of what career did you have before? And how did you get to the point where you realized, I think I want to be an entrepreneur? Well, I was working in advertising. So I studied economics and marketing back in Germany. And then I started working like in internet agent, advertising agencies right away in back in 97. So a really long time ago. And um, yeah, I've been pretty happy with it, but it was taking over my life. I don't think I've ever seen myself really as an entrepreneur. It really happened gradually. There was never this one moment where my life was suddenly like, you know, like totally different. It really happened step by step. So I always loved traveling. I always loved exploring. I went on a round the world trip. Um, I was working for Club Med when I was studying. So I always loved doing something different. 
And, um, but it kind of lost. I was lost in that, you know, like working crazy hours in advertising agencies. If you do that, it's, you know, probably know it's crazy. It's yeah. really a crazy life. Even if you have a lot of fun, you know, like working with an amazing people and creators, it really takes over your life. So in 2011, I decided to become a freelancer. So I was fed up with all those politics inside the agencies. And I knew that I didn't want to climb that ladder, right? So I wanted to have more time off. And so, yeah, in Germany, thank God, like as a freelancer, I was paid even more <laughs> than as an employee. Yeah, so it really worked out well. And um, and that allowed me to travel more. So I went to Costa Rica and Panama, and then I went to Bali for a yoga teacher training. I didn't want to become a yoga teacher. It was more like, oh, let's do that. That sounds like fun, something yeah. you know you can do. <laughs> and and then I totally fell in love with the island and wanted to move there basically or spend as much time there as possible and I already had like a small online business that I started so I set up my first WordPress website and I had a little yoga retreat directory so I was much into yoga and so I started working on that didn't really make any money with that. I started doing PowerPoint presentations for clients in Germany. And then I always went back to Germany and freelance for a few months and then went back to Bali. So I did that really for a few years until, and then I discovered online courses. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I love that. This is my business model. This is perfect. Because yeah. I was really scared of working, of building a business, working with yoga teachers because all the teachers that I knew in person, they didn't have any money. They weren't also not really interested, right, in, in really growing their business. It was a different mindset. They were just traveling, having, you know, living their best life. Yeah. And um, and then I was like, oh, but with an online course, <laughs> right, this is scalable. So I created, and then I'm going to sell hundreds, obviously. That was like my dream for my first launch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I think I sold six, <laughs> which was still a great it's success. Great. yeah. That's how I started, like at the end of 2016. And I had really no idea what I didn't know, right? So um, I just got started. I just had the courage really to get started. And then over time, it really evolved into this business. So the first years, I was still supporting myself as a freelancer. So I was earning really good money. So I was really in no hurry to make my business super successful. I think it was holding me back a little bit. But um, anyway, right, so I think I had yeah. my last job in an advertising agency, like for a few months in 2019. And since then, I'm full-blown entrepreneur, and I love it. Amazing. So good. I just, I love that story, and there's so much that I want to pick out from there as well. And like even more similarities, <laughs> I didn't even realize that <laughs> I, I did economics too. And I landed in Bali and did yoga teacher training and didn't even want to be a yoga teacher. I can relate to so much that you're talking about. It's so funny. Um, but let's pick up something I, I want to pick up that I really like about your story and the way that you described that was you took steps. And I think this is really, really important because so many people, when they're looking at people like you and people in the industry, it looks like everyone's so successful and that's amazing and it's so inspirational. But at the same time, 
I think there's a really important phase of kind of searching and trying new things. And eventually you find the business model that is the one, right, for both of us as courses. But along the way, it's trying out all these different things. And for you, it sounds like the first step was, I don't like working for someone. So what's my next step? Let's get rid of the boss and see if I could do this on my own as a freelancer. Then it sounded to me, like to me, you you hit another wall in terms of like, okay, I don't really feel very free here. Perhaps was it trading time for money that then led you to the courses? Can you talk to us a little bit more around kind of those steps that led you to the course model? I love that you, um, yeah. I love to talk about that because, I mean, I still feel that as well. Sometimes you read those stories and they are seven figures entrepreneurs in just one and a half years or something. And I'm like, I'm not there, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, but nobody starts there. Everybody starts at zero. And you, yes, you. some people are more successful. I definitely wasn't an overnight success, right? And I made a ton of mistakes in my business. I always share them very openly so my students can learn from them and hopefully don't repeat them. Um, but I'm just super happy with where I am. And so, yeah, I just, I'm just really embracing the journey of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I'd never want to go back to working for anybody else. 100%. Yeah. I know that. You know what? I think that the steady growth, the steady pace is actually what is the best thing to aim for because you sound like through that journey, you really figured out what was important to you and then you're going to land on your dream business model faster right whereas people who like go a million miles per hour or accidentally even sometimes go viral can cause this massive like nervous system out of whack like crazy feeling right so much stress so I I totally like I commend you I think it's like amazing and definitely this is the same kind of growth that I aspire to have in my business so yeah I, I totally agree with everything um so I also would love to just chat about van life because this has been a big part of your journey and I was stalking your van life highlight and I saw this most wonderful van that you like refurbished or completely changed and these beautiful stunning pictures of glasses of rose in the forest with your dog and I'm just like oh that is just like that wonderful to see so tell us a little bit about how you got into doing that well yeah sure so I got back from Bali in March 2020 <laughs> right just before the pandemic wow. happened and I already knew that I didn't really want to stay in Bali long term that this was not my forever home. I already knew that. And I had to spend more time in Germany because of my mother. She was very sick. And so I just had to be there. So I got an apartment again in Germany, like after, after I sold everything a few years before that. And yeah, it was just like, just like saying, like adjusting to the fact that I could still travel, but not like the full year. I had to spend more time in Germany. And then I always had that dream of van life. And it just, you know, it seemed like the perfect fit. So I got it in 2021. 
I was super lucky. Like everybody was looking for a van back then. And so I think I ordered it in February and got it in June. So I was incredibly lucky to find yeah. those guys. It was like a, it's a small company next to Munich, um, two young guys, and they're outfitting like vans. <laughs> and so I loved how it looked. I also like, you know, I changed a few things, um, discussed it with them, like to really get what I wanted, decorated it. And then I went on my first camper van trip in July 21 to Scandinavia, to Sweden and Norway way Denmark I was oh my it was glorious I was also working on the road so yeah trying to find a balance there <laughs> yeah. um and then I also went and then in the winter I didn't want to spend the winter in Hamburg it's traumatizing it's just raining and gray and cold so I went to Spain and Portugal which was so beautiful as well so yeah so I probably spent like nearly six months on the road in 2021 and in 22 as well and now I'm settling in Mallorca in Spain. So yeah, <laughs> that's probably said, yeah. It's so pretty as well. Interiors. I was so impressed. How did you learn how to do that? Oh, um, I don't know. Lots of Pinteresting yeah. and <laughs> following other van lifers on Instagram. I feel like I have all the cliches. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, need, you need that little macrame curtain. You need this. You need that. I don't think I came up with everything myself. <laughs> I feel like all of us have a Pinterest board van life, right? Like all of us. <laughs> like the epitome of like freedom um I love that that's amazing so let's just take it back to the business stuff then so tell the listeners a little bit more around um you know like what you specialize in what do you help your clients in like with specifically and we can we can go into that yeah, sure. So when I started, I really talked a lot about websites and I also designed some websites. Um, I just said, I'm not a website designer. So when I was working in advertising, I was working as a project manager and account director. Um, but I work with top creators and um, and I just love doing it myself as well. So that's how I started. But then over time, I got a little bit tired of that. And I really love online courses. And I love what I really love most is helping people figure out their online business idea, how to set everything up, how to structure it, what could be their niche, their brand message. And I can come up with an idea for an online business for pretty much everybody. It can be a little bit overwhelming for my friends. <laughs> like when I meet someone for the first time, I'm like, what do you do? Oh, you know what you could do? You could build an online business. <laughs> and they're like, go away. <laughs> So I don't know if you do that too. <laughs> yeah, that's like really I what I love doing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really like none of my friends have been really started. You know, like, but it's it's like you can only lead the horse to water. They have drink by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah but no, I I really love that business model. And yeah, that's why it's like helping people figure out really how to build a business. Um, I'm super structured. It's just like my project management background. Some people say it's also my German background, but I have a lot of friends with German who are not structured at all. So I don't think that's only that. <laughs> and um, and give people really a clear roadmap to follow. Nice. Yeah. And then I basically want to lead by example and share what I've learned and what, I, what worked for my business. So yeah. I think that way it's always going to evolve. 
my business yeah, yeah. I love that I get such a uh, you know honest and authentic kind of tone from you so I really really like that so let's dig into that a little bit more in terms of the idea stage so when people are coming to you and they're not sure you know what idea they I, I mean I know it as well like people come and they're like oh, I have so many ideas but I can't pick one um what are the three kind of um the three tips that you give people at that stage Oh, three tips putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe even like three well, before asking, like um, first, I have to say that everybody's multi-passionate. I've never known anybody who said, yeah. "Oh, I only want to do that one thing, and I'm only interested in that one thing." Um, I'm working with a lot of yoga teachers, and they do like a new training basically <laughs> all the time. They're either doing a training or planning the next training. And I always remind them those things like yoga or pranayama, or then they learn like special breath work things. Those are just tools that they are going to use to help people with a specific problem. Yeah. And um, and choosing that problem, it's a business decision. It's you know, like it's not a box you're going to be putting yourself in for the next 10 years or something, but you need to make a decision. You need to choose. And the more specific, you know, that problem is the better. And then when it comes to the problem then you solve, I really think you're going to make your life a lot easier and going to have success faster and going to be standing out better and like you're going to stand out in this very noisy market when it's um what do I want to say? Like a real life problem that people are having, not something like I want inner like enlightenment or um, connect yes. to my deepest soul. That's not what's people what's keeping people up at night. It's <laughs> yeah. more about um, how can I sleep better or how can I find a how can I get a relationship with a partner who supports me? You know, like or stop overgiving all the time. It's always think about like when you think of a problem that you're going to solve, how does it manifest? And I think that's like one of the key points to really identify what to talk about. How does that problem really manifest? So that makes it relatable. Yeah, I really agree with that. I I I think a lot of people kind of make it too complicated and think that the marketing language or the the sales angle needs to be textbook sales and this different thing, but really it's exactly what you're saying. It's very like how how would you communicate that problem? How would you express that problem, right? It's just kind of trying to translate it in real human terms. So, I love that way to think about it um yeah yeah did you have anything to add there no let's let's go ahead yeah what about number two oh okay that was number one I thought that was already (laughs) number two oh we can even go yeah okay choose that one problem create one offer to start with one offer don't think about creating okay I'm going to create that 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 range of online courses and then I put it on my website and hope for people to buy it because that's not going to work you want to have one offer and then you talk about that everywhere all the time set up a wait list you like share that in every single blog post or video that you put out there and really repeat yourself don't be afraid to repeat yourself and sometimes you know we have to force ourselves a little bit because this is outside of our comfort zone for most of us 
we most of us we like to focus on creating content that's yeah. safe that's what we are trained in that's we're comfortable yeah and talking about like what we do putting ourselves out there for judgment for you know like people can buy or don't buy that's something that's tricky and where we start procrastinating or you know, like just don't want to do it. I'm the same. Everybody. I think what really helps here is having a plan to follow. And then you just like, okay, it's in my calendar. I just commit to do it. You know, like that's why working with a coach, I think, can be so beneficial because you know, like then I or you or you know, the coach forces you to really reflect on what's maybe stopping you and just telling you, okay, you do that. And then yeah. And then you have to do it. Um, so putting yourself out there, talking about it, repeating yourself, um, and then slowly, you know, like growing your audience, because that's like the first thing that you really need. Um, I love Instagram. I wouldn't build a business relying necessarily solely on social media. You can definitely get started there, right? So you don't need like the perfect website and the perfect brand to get started. You can start just like having a simple landing page or just like selling in the DMs, having a link to Calendly or something. But I feel like in the long term or like even like medium term, you want to have a website, you want to have terms, you want to have a disclaimer, you want to have like, like privacy settings, all those things. And you want to build an email list because that's the audience you really own. You don't own your social media followers. So um what I teach my students is really creating long form content like a blog post or a podcast or a video. And when you have a podcast or a video, you embed that in a blog post as well. And then use that to repurpose that content and share it on social media. So with one blog post, you have easily three posts that you can share on Instagram. You have something to talk about in your Instagram stories. You can share it on Pinterest. So, and that way, you're building a content library that's really going to serve your business in the long term. And yeah. that's not like yesterday's newspaper next week, right? So yeah, we all know like amazing people who have great success on social media and I'm so happy it works for them. But I also know people who got hacked, who lost access to their accounts or even yeah. YouTube, right? So um, I still get traffic every single day from blog posts that I published in 2017. So I know it's working. It's not yeah. happening overnight. This is not like, you know, like the shiny thing like Instagram. Um, it takes some time to build up that momentum. But that's really how you establish yourself as an expert, um, how you build trust as well. You know, like it's a different energy that you put out there when you commit to publishing something every single week. Um, that's really that that's um, that reliable, constant energy that's also going to attract your customers, I feel. Yeah, I love that. Like planting seeds everywhere, all over the internet. And I love the kind of, evergreen nature of what you're saying because this is something I'd love to actually tap into because it's been quite a theme that I'm hearing a lot lately and it's getting so this instant gratification thing that people want right and it's being reinforced by our social media culture and things like that but really to see to see success at a level of what a lot of people want, it is a long game. It is consistency. It is kind of 
um, continually putting yourself out there and knowing that that blog post that you're going to write is going to reward you in three years, even if you can't think of that right now. And I would love to just like talk about that because I think it's really difficult sometimes for people to um, to believe and feel okay with that in this kind of world that that prioritizes instant validation and instant gratification. Yes, consistency is so important. Right. I think it's like the secret secret of building a successful business that nobody really talks about. And um and that can be hard. And I think I think when you're getting started, you don't have the confidence. Nobody has that. When you're just getting started, the, the thing that you have is courage yes. to get started, to put yourself out there. And okay. then confidence comes over time with having a track record, getting people results, like, you know, like all those things, it develops over time. So you can't wait for that to get started or to, sh to showing up consistent. You really need to have the courage to just um, commit, basically, and um, to keep showing up and doing yeah. the things. Oh, I love that. It's such a distinguishing thing as well, for sure. It's kind of that first six months to a year can be really tough right like mentally because often it means creating things putting yourself out there without hearing much back and you just have to believe that it's going to work and I think for most people if you are consistent it will work but getting through that phase can be really tricky right is that something how, how, how do you help your clients through navigate through that kind of mental challenge Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that from my own my own experience. Um, when yeah. I started studying online courses, you know, I had all those low priced online courses for $200 or $100 yeah. or even less. And then a low price membership. And I felt I was working so much and I really wasn't earning a lot <laughs> because, yeah, because I didn't have the numbers, obviously, to sell like thousands of those programs. And yeah. um, so um, and I didn't really do one on one. When I started, because I was then still freelancing and you know, like when you are, don't have time to take on one on one clients for six months of the year, it doesn't it doesn't just didn't make sense for me. Um, but yeah, and then again, I was just earning enough money freelancing. Mm -hmm. But for me, it really shifted when I created my first higher priced item, like an online course that I sold for a thousand dollars. That's when things started to shift. So this is something that I teach as well that you need like um, a more premium offer in your business yeah. there's just no especially when you don't have like a huge audience which where like most of us start and um so that can be one-on-one -on -one coaching coaching packages or it can be like a premium online group program um but yeah, and then when you really feel like you're not there yet, you know, you don't have really the, the confidence yet or the courage, um, I would say simply start with something small. Maybe don't quit your day job <laughs> just yet, <laughs> right? And just create like a starter course, something just to create that momentum to get something out there to, to grow that confidence in yourself as an online entrepreneur that you can actually do that and it's even if it's not going to make you like rich overnight when you sell like something for a hundred dollars or something um even when you just sell like a handful each month 
that can supplement your income and it can create that momentum that you need. I think it's just like, you know, so often I see that people get stuck in the strategy phase and trying to get everything perfect. And the brand has to be perfect and there needs to be a perfect website and everything. And, you know, it might work for some people. I don't know. Um, Might work when you are a big company and you pay like thousands of dollars or tens of thousands for branding exercises. Um, but for most of us, we don't have that clarity. So your personal brand and that clarity, what you actually actually do and who you actually help and what problem you actually can solve, that comes with taking action. Mm. So that's what helps me was really always just like not overthinking things, but just like going on and um, just like getting things done, basically. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so that's so important. Like so many amazing kind of actionable pieces of wisdom there. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit more about um so I know you're in Mallorca, you're settling in Mallorca for the for the time being, right? How long have you been there so far? I arrived in January in my camper van. Um, so originally I drove to Portugal and wanted to move to Portugal. And then I was there. It was raining all the time, November, oh, December, really? like nonstop. It was so oh, terrible. And anyway, I don't know, but not the weather. It's not, that's not really fair, but um, I don't know. Somehow the energy didn't feel right. So very spontaneously, super spontaneously, I just booked a ferry ticket to Mallorca. And so I arrived here in January, like middle of January. And then I rented an Airbnb in Val de Mossa, which is a tiny little mountain town here. Super beautiful, extremely cold. We had a snowstorm end of February. Mm. We've been completely snowed in. It was so funny. Just two days. Yeah. And now it's just like 20 degrees and and I don't know in Fahrenheit, but it's this really beautiful weather now. Now spring has arrived here and it just feels right. It has a really amazing international community here. So where I live, it's like still a lot of Spanish families. I love that. I wouldn't want to live like only surrounded by Germans. German, uh, Mallorca <laughs> is very popular in Germany. So um I think the Germans make like the biggest group of tourists who come really? to the island. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, Germany is a big country too, right? They're just a lot of us. So, um, yeah. And I just found this, it just flowed. I don't know. Sometimes it, it was really about listening to my intuition mm-hmm. and trusting. And it just flowed. I found the most beautiful apartment and moving in, it was also seamless and now I'm going back on the road end of May to then do my last trip in my camper van. I'm probably going to sell it. It breaks my heart a little bit. But here I really don't need it. It's a small island, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then I go to Germany and then I terminated the lease on my apartment. So I have to get like sell things, get rid of things, move the other the stuff that I take with me to Mallorca. And yeah, and then I'm going to be permanently here, like probably in July. Amazing. So you're going to make the move. I love that. Yeah. What, what is it that you love so much about Mallorca? Uh, the nature and the weather and the beauty of it. Like, I don't know, it's just like speaks to me from an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah. It sounds so superficial, but it's just like <laughs> Portugal didn't so much. So it's yeah. weird. 
I love that I have the mountains here. You know, like it's a very, the island has a lot of diversity when it comes to nature. I'm close to the mountains. I'm in the north of the island in Poyensa. Wow. Um, so I can go hiking. I can drive to the beach in 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, that's amazing. And it's, the traffic is not as crazy as in Bali. I mean, yeah. nothing is as crazy <laughs> as that. No, it's gotten so hectic lately. Um, but that's so exciting that you're making the move there. So tell me a little bit, like, I, I want to just dig on something you said because you said about you just really got in touch with your intuition and you decided that it, you needed to go to Mallorca and I love that because I think I'm trying to tap more into intuitive decisions and things like that because I think that's what freedom is right being able to make those kind of decisions so walk us through that kind of thought process where like obviously you're going to settle in Mallorca but before when you were deciding where to travel to which country to go to next like how would you kind of go through that process well I really left Portugal the last winter so the winter 21-22 and that's when I thought mm, and then I had some friends who moved there so I thought oh yeah I could move here and that's why I said, but I should probably spend a little bit more time here. So that's why I drove there first. And my mother just died last summer. So now I have that actually, that freedom to settle. And um, and then suddenly everything felt super difficult, uncomfortable. I was thinking things like, do I really want to leave Hamburg? You know, I'm getting so comfortable there. I know my neighbors. I have my friends there. And and I couldn't even, I couldn't, every decision was hard suddenly, like even like where to drive. I mean, you know, like <laughs> in the winter in, in Europe, it's easy. You drive south. <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah. drive anywhere else. So you drive south. And yeah, so everything felt heavy. And I, and then I was just like, I have to let go of that idea that I have to find a place to live, to move immediately. Yeah. Because it was not possible. It was like, you know, like, October, November in Portugal. And I was like, I can't make a decision right now. It just didn't feel, I couldn't. I couldn't even decide like where to drive the next day. And so I really consciously decided to let that go. And you know, like, and just to trust that I, that I would find the right place. And that if not this winter, I would just like, I sublet my apartment in Germany. So you know, I have that to go back to. It's just going to... It's just going to fall um, fall into place, and yeah. So I had to make I had to go through that first, where yeah. things got hard, and and then it happened. Yeah, it's so it's weird, right? It's this law of attraction and that really uh -huh. trusting in the universe, and suddenly it, everything felt so easy and so right. Yeah, I can't really explain it. It's just like you can't explain it. It's you know, yeah, it's not something that really makes sense in my head, but. Yeah, yeah, but the most important thing there is, though, that you're self-aware, right? And I think this is a good lesson for all the all of the listeners that actually, you know, tune into yourself, tune in with your body, tune in with how you're feeling and if, if, if things feeling right or are things feeling off. And I think, you know, you have to have a level of honesty, right? And then you which you did and you were like this just isn't working something's not clicking here I need to be open-minded to a change and not necessarily like expect things to work out and force it right so I really I really think that's wonderful and then look what happened you found you know a, a more 
you know permanent place that you really want to stay and you think is amazing that you didn't even really intend to go to and I think if you'd have if you'd have stuck there in Portugal and forced it you may not have even gone to Mallorca and experienced this yeah so true yes yeah um no that's important and I think that is something yeah um that you need to yeah awareness is always the first step so when something feels really hard and and tough yeah I mean of course sometimes we have that always you know everybody has that in their life sometimes yeah sometimes we just you know like just like stick with it (laughs) that's where the consistency comes in yeah but um sometimes it also means that we have to change things yeah yeah 100 percent. and let go of ideas yeah yeah that letting go um that letting go kind of context is is really key like it's really really important um okay Suzanne well we're coming towards the end of the the episode um and at the end I go through three kind of quick fire questions and we've covered this a little bit already um but the first one is how did you get your very first three sales and you might not remember but this is just to show the audience you know how you can actually get your first sales Oh, I still remember the first one, the name. I'm so grateful for her to, you know, like to, it was like when I launched my first online course. So let's talk about that business because that's yeah. you know, like the business I have now. Um, yeah. And I just had like my email list with people who I worked before with like yoga teachers who listed their yoga retreats on my mm. yoga retreat directory. And then I was suddenly talking about marketing. <laughs> So they weren't really right. the most warm audience, but yeah, those first six people who bought um, um, and who believed it's like um, trusted in me, I never forget them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know how that feels for sure. And that's a good lesson for the audience as well. If they've got an audience already built and they want to do something else, like don't, you know, underestimate the power of that. Right. Because there might be people there who do actually want the new thing. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay, And the second question is your number one tip for overcoming fear in business. Um, so I'm always very much just take action, just do it. (laughs) I put it in Asana in my project management tool. And when it's in Asana, it gets done. So I always have a a mindset coach um, that I work with in my programs. And she, she really dives in a lot deeper in what's people stopping. Why is that fear showing up? And then sharing like techniques, like tabbing, um, But that's not really what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm really just do it. Just get over yourself. Make it not about yourself. Make it about your students. Yeah. Yeah. We get that answer quite a lot. And I think that does to some extent set apart like true entrepreneurs because you've got to find a way, right? You've got to find a way. So I love that. And my final question is what sets women apart as leaders? Because this is the Female Leadership Collective podcast. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I think probably listening mm-hmm. and listening to our students, our problems, our employees, who we are working with, and not just making it about ourselves. I think, you know, like it's the societal things, 
um, not everybody, but very often men have just a bigger ego. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of envy that it's I don't think it's a bad thing I don't yeah. you know I don't think it's a bad that. thing at all it's just like you know, like what's been enforced like since childhood probably already yeah um and it's just like our patriarchal society that we live in yeah so yeah maybe just really listening makes ourselves um differently but you know like my vision is really to empower more women to really go for it, to, to create financial freedom. Because yeah. I think that's where it starts to build the life they love, but you know, to not depend on their husband being the main breadwinner or something, just because they have little children. You can build a thriving online business and you know, so your husband can leave their job. So it's yeah. possible. So that we have those opportunities um, that just didn't exist a few years ago. Yeah. I'm so behind that and it's such a privilege to have someone else in this space that's you know really behind that mission as well it's it's so important we need more women breaking out and doing the things they really want to do and impacting other women and and all of that kind of stuff so beautifully put um amazing so where can the listeners find you and connect with you and I'll put all the links in the show notes Oh, thank you. So I'm on Instagram um, with Susanna Riker. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R. And that's also my website, SusannaRiker.com. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, all those links will be in the show notes for everyone to go and find. Well, thank you so much, Susanna. It's been amazing having you on. And I've just loved diving into your story. Thank you so much for having me, Susie. I'm looking for two high achieving women ready to launch an impactful offer and scale their online businesses to consistent 5k months. So if you're ready for a consistent flow of dream client leads, Stripe notifications whilst you sleep, more free time to do things that you love and dream clients who love you. And finally, a business that you're proud of. You know that you need an effective sales strategy that converts, not just any sales strategy, a conscious, considered, put together sales strategy that actually converts your dream clients and an automated lead generation funnel so that clients are coming into you even whilst you sleep and killer messaging that actually attracts in your dream client. Honestly, messaging can be the difference between selling nothing and selling out your programs. Also someone to confide in and learn from, a mentor who has been there before and rock solid systems, structure and automations whipping your business into shape. You want results like Emily, who had a 30K launch of her brand new course. My client, Nikki, who had her first 20K month after we worked on refining her offer messaging. And my client, Nergis, who had a 5K week after following my sales call formula. 
I currently have two spots open to work one-to-one with me. One-to-one is my most intimate business coaching program and reserved only for women who are absolutely ready to take strategies and actually do the work. The results are available for you as long as you do the work. If you're ready to win more clients, step into the mindset of a confident salesperson and build a sales strategy that generates leads on autopilot, tap the link in the show notes to book your Scaling for Growth call with me. And on the Scaling for Growth call, we are going to dive into your current situation and all your desires in your business and where you want to get to. And I'm going to give you some insights on how you can get there. And we'll also assess whether we're a match for each other to work together. So tap the link in the show notes if you want to take one of those spots.